Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. I've had people walk out of me before, but not when I was being so charming. Video streaming at HowSparks.com. Well, I don't care for you if the people like you're trowling out. Damn, us faithful pimpstick. True progressive talk. Might be a good time for you guys to give up. I, uh, yeah, last night we were just talking about the show last night. Flappers was a great time. Such a lovely, uh, joyful experience to be out doing comedy in front of people. Because, you know, you guys know, I believe that uh, doing comedy is the Lord's work. That, that comedy Absolutely. is necessary. It's healing. And, some, yep. and, and com- they say laughter is the best medicine, you know, and some, you know, some medicine tastes bad. Some of it stinks. Some of it stings, mm-hmm. but it heals, and that's okay. That's why all comedy is okay with me, as long as it stays comedy. As long as you're getting... Do you remember the end of Arthur, with the original Arthur, when yeah. um, <laughs> she's putting... She's like, he's been all beat up, and she's like, like touching up his... Yes. With the alcohol, and, and she's like, you, you really have to stop doing this. He's like, I promise, if you promise to never... Ever put that stuff on my face again? <laughs> yes. I was like uh, um, in Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid when Steve Martin crawled home apparently after he'd been given a Mickey by uh, this woman, <laughs> and he she, he's like how did I? she's like he's like where am I? And she's like you're in your office. And he's like how did I get here? And she goes I think you crawled. And they cut to his knees, and they're all scarred up and bloody, <laughs> black and white. So it looks even worse. His che- <laughs> his pants are torn open. His knees are exposed, and she starts walking over towards him with some alcohol, rubbing alcohol in a rag. And she's like let me take care of it. He's like no I'm fine. He's like no this is just a little bit. He's like I'm fine. Don't notice. Okay. And she's like no let me do the leg. And then he takes his gun and he goes get back. And just. <laughs> And then he grabs the bottle from her and pours it out like it's poison. <laughs> throws it away. It's so good. And it's all how we as children all felt when our parents put high, like uh, yep. <laughs> like rubbing alcohol or peroxide, hydrogen peroxide on your like ah, until you learn to like it. Mm. When I, I, was like, I turned a corner when I was a kid where. I enjoyed the sting I of peroxide. I did until I got that really bad road rash when I fell on the trail. Right. There's something about alcohol and road rash. It's oh, yeah. eternal. Not the alcohol part of it. They, like, I'm talking about peroxide. They're just oh, yeah, watching yeah. it bubble and the kind of... Oh, that's always fun. Yeah, it's a good time. So, we were talking about... <laughs> talking about last night, like, it's just kind of the generalized uh, aspect of the show where it just felt good to be out... And and together, you know, amongst people, and I'm sure that that's true of everybody to some degree. And I, well, no, I take it back. Not everybody. Some people are afraid to go out still, even though they're going out. They're like really tepid, you know. Everybody's walking around like like Carrie the day after, you know. <laughs> I might have been a little. I might have overdone it last night a touch. You know. And you go back to the grocery store and you're pushing around still in your prom dress. Um, <laughs> And everybody's like, oh, hi, look who's here. Um, you feel that awkwardness, that social awkwardness. <laughs> so you're going out and you're amongst people again. And, you know, COVID still, uh, you know, on, in your mind, you know, do yeah. I need a booster yet? All those kind of things. And you're keeping up yeah. on that. You're doing your best. But life is going on. Life is starting to restart again. And right now, um, Biden is meeting with the G20. He just met with the Pope. They had a private conversation Catholic to Pope 
and uh, everybody was mad that they didn't film it or whatever. They did their little glad handing part of it, and then he met with him in yeah, private. Yeah. I'm like, you do realize it's the Pope. He's meeting the Pope. He's going to – now, I, you know, I wonder if they did confession. That's what I, you know, uh-huh. you know, where he's like, uh, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been 45 minutes since my last confession. It's the Vatican. Uh-huh. I've been going door to door. Um, how do you pass up on this? There's so many confession booths at the right. Vatican. How do you not hit them all? It's like the Disneyland of Catholicism. And so he's sitting there going, I, 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 I stared lustfully at an ice cream cone on my way in. <laughs> I can't. I had impure thoughts about an ice cream tr- uh, cart on the way in. I heard, I heard an ice cream truck, and I was filled with impure thoughts. Whatever. <laughs> so... Then um, the, the G20 leaders are meeting, and something amazing is happening. Beyond the fact that America's economic recovery is like the rest of the world, having to deal with supply chain issues, having to deal with the fact that we rely too heavily on Chinese production of a lot of things for a long time, and it came back to bite us. Yeah. That that diversity of the supply chain turned out to not be actual diversity. It turned out to be a chain with three-week links in it in a row. Yeah. And now the chain is broken, and people are trying to, like, use twine <laughs> to tie the barge rope, but it's not holding, right? So um, they're trying to fix that. And all the economies of the world, and this is something we'll not hear on Fox News, are in the same boat. The same boat that is waiting to come into the harbor in Los Angeles that is out there full of lawn furniture and and and. And plastic toys and mm-hmm. Christmas trees, apparently, which I don't get. But really? um, it's waiting out there in the water to come in, and all these, and they're all talking about it. They all realize something they have to solve, and they are. They're going about it as fast as they can. And we know that there's mm-hmm. actually a huge chip factory, and we know the chips are going to be um, uh, computer chips, not lace potato chips, which are making me crave salt right now. Mm. Um, that there's going to be a big factory, a chip factory opening up in Arizona, that this uh, Taiwanese chip giant is going to open the biggest chip manufacturer in the world, Taiwanese company. I know you think everything's made in China. No, it's assembled in China from parts made all over the place. And a lot of the chips come from Taiwan. And Taiwan, because of their dealings with, with China and getting materials from there and factories that they work with to get them other components slowed down mm. their stuff too so they decided to move to a country that's trustworthy so they're building a factory here and it's going to be built it's going to take a little time but we're going to have uh you know we're going to start shortening that's that supply chain yes it's incredible could have happened at any time over the last four years why didn't it though it's almost huh. as if someone was trying to make an agricultural trade deal to appease red state farmers and the illusion that that's how you do it and bypass every other thing that affects those farmers' lives, including the ability to buy a car or a new piece of technology or a new laptop or any of those things that help you coordinate your sale of your goods from your farm to market. Go figure. Anyways. You know what I keep thinking about? Are there rushing cars? Boy, do cars? I. Hmm? Are there rushing cars? Like, yeah, is there a rushing car brand? Yes. Yeah. You wouldn't want one, obviously. In Russia, car drives you. Um, right. Well, I don't like the it's sound a, of that. No, anymore. not at all. Um, and if you want to, you want to know the state of of uh, current Russian auto technology. 
there are plenty of rabbit holes you can go down of Russian dash cams. Oh, the, yes. Yes. You get to see, you, most of us have to watch, if we want to see the crash test on a car you're interested in buying, you can go online <sighs> and watch it. Um, and there'll be in a, in a controlled environment, they will speed this car towards a, a wall or a corner with crash sure. test dummies in it. In I've Russia, you just get to go uh, to the market and you just scroll through YouTube, Russian YouTube, and look for your the car you're thinking about buying. And there'll be dozens upon dozens of people being hit by you know trains. Just people in throwing that car. themselves in front of your car for insurance money. That's right. Or or you know a, a truck trying to make a turn it can't possibly make at a speed it should never go in the first place. Or just Jack stuff knifing. like sliding down a mountain into you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just losing total control. Right. Just landslides because they have nothing blocking that stuff from the road. Yeah, sitting like rolling over for no particular reason except for the front wheel went out and let an and upside down shot as a, uh, a a super pack of wolves approach you in in rural Russia. That super kind of thing. Pack. Just you see their eyes glowing in the night before the camera disappears. Um so, yeah, there's plenty of uh, footage of that. Um, hey, but at least Putin's a leader, right, Trump? Anyways. Yeah, he is. This is the real news. Uh, Biden and other G20 leaders, this is in the Washington Post and, and in other places where, the, uh, where stories belong that people aren't really paying attention, formally endorse ground, groundbreaking global corporate minimum tax. The new global minimum tax of 15% aims to reverse the decades-long decline in tax rates on corporations across mm. the world. You know, the idea that they can run to Ireland and and escape, uh, even though they're totally American companies, even though their headquarters are in Cupertino. I don't know who I'm talking about, but you can figure it out. Um, but they're technically an Irish company because Ireland doesn't have a minimum corporate uh, uh, tax rate. So they're able to skate around it, uh, mm. depending on what the the absolute bare minimum of the fees they might pay. And if they don't actually conduct any business, they never pay any fees. So you just exist mm. on paper in a country with no minimum tax. And then also along, uh, this is uh, this is in Rome. Uh, my aunt Sophie used to say, "Go to Rome." I'm gonna go to Rome. Um, so uh, Biden. And the other national leaders gathered for the Group of 20 summit, formally, and they formally endorsed a new global minimum tax on Saturday, capping months of negotiations over the groundbreaking tax card. The new global minimum tax of 15% aims to reverse the decades-long decline in tax rates in, on corporations across the world, a trend experts say has deprived governments of revenue to fund social spending programs. And also, by the way, never mind social spending programs, to fund all the legal protections those corporations enjoy. Let's just say mm -hmm. you don't think the corporations should be taxed so that they can, you know, so we can fund, you know, universal pre-K or health care. Let's just say you're a total libertarian about this thing. All right. Understand that American taxpayers pay for the, the, the FBI, the IRS, the, uh, the, the federal government on multiple levels to go after intellectual property. Um, violations worldwide to seize technology that's been stolen and sold on the black yeah. market, all this stuff, working with Interpol, working with the FBI. Our tax dollars pay to protect the, the, the very corporate technology that is proprietary that makes these companies exist in the first place. The American taxpayer has gone all over the world trying to make sure that KFC's secret recipe stays a secret. 
And if a giant corporation doesn't pay any taxes, then we are doing that for them for nothing in return. They are using the police we are paying for to protect their bottom line and then not paying into that system in that regard. So there's lots of things that they, the FAA worldwide, the, 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 the whole world's airplane system is predicated on the standards that the American Aviation Association creates, that our agencies, the standards, that's the baseline. That's what everybody operates to meet is the FAA standards sure. in the United States. And our tax dollars pay for that, maintain that, uh, codify it, make it function, grow it, make it improve all the time. And those improvements trickle down the rest of the world and keep planes from bashing into each other or falling out of the sky, saving millions of lives all the time. You just forget. Look at one of those maps of train or of, of planes all over the world flying. When you're like, oh, my God, look at all the planes that are in there all the time. Look at those yeah, and understand – that without the American taxpayer, a bunch of those things would be running into each other all the time. All the time. It's terrible in other countries. And if we didn't have that baseline standard, it would not exist. You're welcome, world. And the American taxpayer pays for that. And corporations who don't pay any tax, they use that more than anyone. Yeah. And they're like, well, we pay for the tickets and we pay for the taxes on those tickets. Well, so do the rest of us. We don't get exempt because our tax dollars are used for the FAA, we also pay that. Everybody pays that, dumb dumb. So this fifth, I love it when you say dumb dumb. I know it aggravates me. We gotta take a break. We can come back. This is you have to understand. This is this has this largely to do with Janet Yellen. Janet Yellen is the one who's coordinating all of this. This fifteen percent minimum tax rate amongst all the Western countries of note. Mm-hmm is extraordinary. This is a huge thing. This will protect American businesses from the the giant sucking sound of multinationals leaving because they won't gain that much when they go someplace else and they'll lose some of the protections that they get if they do move. And the extraordinary protections that American companies get because they're American companies that they also get to keep when they move to someplace else where they're not paying any taxes is absurd. And now they can't do that anymore once this goes, I love it. Anyways, we'll be back right after this. Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hell Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. I've, I've, I've been told to look for a, a comment in the chat, and I'm scrolling back to uh, find it, and I, I can't. So I will try right. in a little bit. I, it's, it, the, the way I have to view it on here is a little uh, behind. But um, we, were, we were talking during the break about Meta, the new umbrella company that uh, Facebook is going to fall under. They're going to bring in Instagram and WhatsApp under that. Um, And it's kind of like Nord Stream Pipeline. You know, some people were against the Nord Stream Pipeline, the Russian pipeline that goes into Europe. Mm -hmm. And from a... Let's say you have a geostrategic reason why you wouldn't want that to happen and why you would want that to happen. One of the reasons... That let's let's say your concern is is that Russia at any given time 
can control Europe through energy controls. And they, they at any time they could just shop they could stop sending ships down with oil and natural gas to Europe. And then they're going to build this build this pipeline and makes it even easier. They can just turn off the spigot at any time they want and control Europe. Like turn out the lights in Europe just by turning off. Well, the opposite is also true. Hmm. That um, if Russia uses ships to bring that stuff into Europe, to stop those ships from coming in, you would have to blockade them or blow them out of the water, which is a big aggressive act. That's a lot. Feels like it. But an accident happening to a pipeline that just magically makes it not work anymore from a geopolitical standpoint, which could happen at any time and at all times. Happens uh, all the time. Is a little. You know, I'm just saying it's a it's a little uh, from a from a you know bond level ability. For those of you that enjoyed the Pierce Brosnan version of Bond, which you know. We all have our favorites. I, I grew up with Roger Moore. I learned to love Sean Connery. I like the yeah. Daniel Craig uh, Bond identity version of things. But I, you know, Pierce Brosnan it was all of it. All of it. The silliness of Moonraker combined with the, the fight, the, the, the stopping his heart while uh, having a beard um, and escaping from you know, like, going rogue. I like Pardon. that. Huh? Yeah. I like that that's your fa- Is it because of Remington Steel? It's partly because of that. It is. Because he was on Remington Steel, he got the job. He, he yeah. got Bond. And then he was at first position on Remington Steel. They brought him back to do another season of Remington Steel. He was miserable. Can you imagine mm-hmm. losing it for that thing? And that's when Timothy Dalton got it. And they went and did yeah. Timothy Dalton's movie. And then they ended Remington Steel. And then he picked up from there. And he was just charming and wonderful. And we like Pierce Brosnan. He's a good dude. And yay. Anyways, so... <laughs> Um, NDA. And, you know, and uh, Daniel Craig is fine. I mean, it's all right if you like that kind of thing. Um, but over the course of um, the, you know, the, the sort of international intrigue, let's try to dovetail that conversation back into right what we're on. talking about. The international intrigue of trying to coordinate all these countries into doing something together, you know, when we think of countries getting together, this is, we get the Illuminati meets Spectre. When countries, when they get the G20 and the G7 get together, it's just a, how do they screw workers? How do they just do terrible things to the average person? Mm-hmm. This is not one of those things. The 15% minimum corporate tax that they're adding to all these countries so that people can't, so they can't just chase the lowest common denominator while benefiting from the best in the world. Because the protections, we're not the only ones, by the way. The, the, you know, the U.S. or everybody wouldn't sign off on this. U.S., Canada, Germany, France, and the U.K., all of them provide an extraordinary level of concierge-like service to all our corporations and small businesses to grow our own economies. It has been the seed of, of, of financial growth in all of our countries. And it is why the average American um, salary is about $56,000 a year. And the average mm. salary in, in in someplace like China, by the way, which does not provide those things, and takes it is around twelve thousand. Um, and there's a and the income inequality in that country is enormous. So it, that's a that's a moderating level when you take half the the poorest in the country and the richest yep. in the country, and you just find the middle where there are hundreds of millionaires, but there are hundreds of millions of people who. Um, 
Do you, okay, in the United States, the the poverty line is around $13,000, about $12,678. And most services you get in the country are 100% over uh, the poverty line. So about $24,000 plus a year. You're making that zone. You can get a lot of things. S-chip, you can get food stamps. You're making, you know, $25,000 a year. It's not a lot, uh, but, you know, especially if you include things like the child in- income tax credit, which Democrats have added, you add some universal pre-K or some child care, suddenly you start getting in where you're not throwing, you're not spending your money on the, on the necessities of life and you can start growing your life a little bit. You don't have to like, okay, I, I, I need to provide for my child. So I got to choose between providing for my child or keeping the phone on that kind of stuff. You can do both of those things. Then you got that a little extra money. You can yeah. start participating in the rest of the economy. You can start spending it where you want to spend it. You can be a true capitalist in that regard. Right? So that's one of the reasons why the, the, uh, the child tax credit is a fantastic thing and we'll stick around. It's also why, um, you know, we double the poverty line in our country um, and allow people to get those services even at double what we consider the poverty line. Um, what do you think the the yearly income of a person is in China if it's 50, you know, if, if we're at 56000 and 12000 for the average and then the poverty line? In China, the average person makes 12000 What do you think the poverty That's line number is? I thought it would be. What do you think the well? What do you think the what they consider the poverty line? Six. Four hundred dollars. If you make more than four hundred dollars a year, you have beaten poverty in China. Four hundred. Four hundred dollars. Now I know what you're thinking. There's a social safety net. Communist country. They get free health care. They get it. No, they don't. There's none of that. And you know how many years of free high uh, school you get in the United States? Twelve. You will now get, if you want it, 14 and 16 if you include uh, two years of universal pre-K. In the United States of America, this capitalist monstrosity, you know how many you get in China? Nine. And you pay to go to high school. That's right. Not university, not college. You pay to go to high school. You also pay fees to go to middle school or what's the equivalent of middle school. So... The G20 and the fact that they're getting this together and are building this structure is a fantastic thing. We, I, went, I went into the break again. So much to talk mm. about. It's a it's a great conversation. But I'm this yeah. 15% thing, Janet Yellen, we applaud you. That is yeah. amazing. Elections have consequences. This is a beautiful thing. This is even something that Republicans, if they were honest, love and appreciate and would be yeah. real about. Because we already have this tax. We're not adding the minimum tax. We already have that. Other countries are going to live up to our standard in that regard. If they want to benefit from our laws, we'll be back. This is Damian Perdue of Think Theory Radio, Saturdays at 6 p.m. You're listening to Hal Sparks' radio program, Mega Worldwide. Uh, I thought there was going to be like a new one every break. I was so excited. You want more, Hal? We'll give you more. Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCBT 820. People were asking sometimes if I don't see their uh, message in the chat, and I apologize if I don't because literally the chat window I have open shows me uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. All four of those where I'm where I'm going out at the same time, and 
Now, I've signed up for for the more expensive version of the Restream software that I use, so I can technically do six sites. Yep. Um, I'm going to let this pass. Yes. Kari Walgren does a tribute band, right? Yes, called Slaughter. It's a, yes. it's a Slaughter cover band. She was a voice on Tack and the Power of Juju, my cartoon on uh, Nickelodeon. She played she's my best a, friend name, here on Name a cartoon. Yeah, she's, a she's voice in it. On it. She's amazing. Super talented, really sweet, amazing, and a great singing voice. So she started her own Slaughter, Slaughter. cover band. Yeah. I and they, love it. They're making an album. She's doing like a cover album of the stuff and nailing it. It's okay. great. So uh, my goal is for – and uh, my buddy Jason Charles Miller, who was in the in the band Godhead and is an artist in oh, his yeah. own right, writes for a lot of people, genius, big D&D guy on uh, – on, you know, he's on Twitch as well. He uh, he also has his band and he does a lot of voices um, on cartoons as well. So I'm like, we need to do a three-bill show at Comic-Con. Oh, Me, yeah. Because I've done my fair share, you know, between between Tack and Dead Space and a couple of the other things that I've done, I qualify. Kari's in everything, God knows, and and so is Jason. I feel like we could do a, you know, a triple threat. Her Instagram is delightful as she would, it, like, voice it, along with her, um, like, real popular movies. Yes. Scenes. It's fantastic. So, um, anyways, that's... Uh, that's that's neither here nor there. It's just a little lovely side conversations we have during the break. Now, um, <clears throat> while this is going on, the um, the th- this idea that Biden the the idea on the right wing currently is that the Biden administration is not just not who they wanted, not just not who they uh, voted for, not just that. They think he stole the election from them, even though, by the way, he's uh, doddering, has dementia, don't know, doesn't know which way he's growing. Uh, everybody around him is a snowflake who's weak and will fold in the face of real aggression from anyone else. Like in the in the world, like uh, you know, once the real bad guys come, they'll never be able to stand up to <laughs> ISIS, yeah. Al Qaeda, Russia, what have you. They fold over for China or whatever. But at the same time, they have claimed and taken cr- c- complete control of all of technology. All big tech, Democrats have control of all the big tech companies. All of the big media companies that are controlled by the Democrats. Yeah. All of the big uh, corporations are now woke and controlled by Democrats. This is the, this is the talking point on the right wing. They, according to them, Trump, who's the greatest at everything, knows more about war than the generals, knows more about syphilis than the doctors, knows more about uh, you know soda than PepsiCo. Um, I'm sure he knows more about syphilis. Uh, well, you know, there's, it's, there's the road tested, there's street level knowledge, anecdotal. <laughs> road tested. Right. Um, but he knows all this stuff. He's the greatest ever, and he knows the best people, and he can hire all the best people. And yet, during his tenure as president, his single term, where he barely won the first time and lost horribly the second time he ran, he uh, never managed to accomplish anything permanent other than a corporate tax credit, uh, tax break that the Republicans had always wanted. They had drafted up. They gave. They handed it to him to sign. It, it wasn't something he brought in, and it was temporary for rich people, anyways. On the on the on the individual tax rate that he got through, uh, the wall stinks. It doesn't work at all. Apparently, it was supposed to be magic, but now it doesn't do anything. It's porous as what? hell. As soon as yeah, as soon as he left office, anybody can run through that dang thing, right? And he's like, the, uh, listen to them talk about our open border, right? If you hear, 
If you hear anyone saying we have an open border and people are pouring across, it's Republicans. And apparently they're trying to tell us all that the wall didn't work. The wall sucks. All 500 miles of it are just porous. It's like a fishing net with holes in it. It's never going to work. It might as well be a conveyor belt. It, all it does is bring up Guatemala. Well, it works as well as a mask. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I this, just it, came up with that. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's, they, uh, migrants get through like the germs through a, a gator, a neck gator. <clears throat> so, but even though he's the best at everything and he knows everything and he does everything right and they, we just didn't appreciate him in his time, the Democrats can't do anything. They magically run everything and control the entire earth and have a secret cabal and a deep state and they run everything or whatever. And I, I've never seen people who apparently are so ineffective run by a person who can't finish a sentence be literally the octopus of control that has tentacles in every aspect of your life um, and has managed not only... Don't don't forget the technological advancements that the the Democrats were able to make in just a month. You know, there was a perfectly good vaccine when they came in, created by Donald Trump in his own home lab. And then as soon as the Democrats got <laughs> in, it had an, it, it had a little octopus creature that transforms your DNA in it. It had a, a RFID chip that allows them to track you from satellites in space. Yeah. Thanks to Elon Musk's Saturn ring thing that he's going to use to, you know, uh, control the thought of every human being and, and and push everyone. I mean, they were able to do that in a month. That's that's how amazing Democrats are. That's not even technically possible based on physics. And they've managed to do it. I'm impressed. Yeah. Not, yes. Uh, eat your heart out, Nikola Tesla. Um, you, you, yes, wireless energy is one thing, but the Democrats have managed to create technology that's impossible, make it so small it wouldn't work, and put it in everyone that already agrees with them. <laughs> but, but the very people they would want to track, yep. uh, Nabbit, they just can't do it. It, it kind of, you know, what I mean? it's kind of like the, um, it's like God wanting. Uh, some psycho redneck to kill left-wing activists. The Lord sent me here to stop you. You, you know, Taylor, Taylor, the baby killer, I'm here because yeah. the Lord wants you dead. Well, the Lord has a lot of options. He could give him cancer that's virulent and and only takes 13 Is seconds. Aneurysm? Yeah, there's, I mean, hey, that, what the easiest way out? That's that's just God being lazy. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm. I'm not pushing things. By the way, that was. A, that's. Yeah, she got me lazy. Do I have a, Thork, do I have a, do I have a headache? No, I'm okay. Um, you know, lightning strikes. What happened to a good old lightning strike? Right. Um, may oh, the Lord yeah. strike me dead. Right. That whole thing. Um, tornadoes, like hurricanes. Your car just loses control. Some of that Damien Omen stuff. You're just in the park walking along, and some Rottweilers get you. Um, you know, the, God has a lot of options. But somehow he just has the hardest time killing that 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 LGBT activist. That, you know, it's just giving him. So I wish I had a chubby redneck with a rifle. You know, that would solve this problem for me. Right? Apparently, he can't do it himself. And the same thing is true of, of Democrats. Apparently, they run everything, but they can't run anything. They can. You know, they just want yeah. to turn us into China by making us less and less like China all the time. Those things I listed before the break are things that are differentiating us from Nothing China. Nothing they say makes any sense when Nothing to something they say. at all. 
nothing at all. And um, and there are like day by day. One of the best things about this story about Truth Social, you know, Trump's little plan to come back and make himself, uh, you know, proof proof positive that Trump himself is is the best at everything. Yeah. Um, the report that, that I was reading about uh, Truth Social, you know, the the stock market, the stock of it went up immediately. It was initial public offering on it, uh, on the SPAC that it uh, is paying, that's getting, you know, that's paying for it, went, it jacked up because everybody jumped in. All the right wingers who were threatening, you know, normally throwing their money at, uh, at Save America PAC, Trump's PAC, mm-hmm. which they know he's spending on his bills. They're like, well, hey, how do I support Trump um, in a way that makes me money? Instead of just him money, I know I'll take some of that money or all of that money and I'll put it into this SPAC. And if he makes money, I'll make money. And I believe he knows all the best. But he knows more about social media than the people who drafted Section 230. And so they all went and threw their money at this thing. And the stock price went up like 1,100%. Crazy. Wow. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Dropped fifty k into that or so. Oh, and then it tanked. It went down. <laughs> it dropped. What? She lost tens of thousands of dollars. Apparently, almost immediately. And um, that makes sense. It's par for the course, to use a golf analogy. Uh, with Trump turns out Trump's worth, which plummeted to the point where Forbes removed him from their list of the four hundred wealthiest, not in the top four hundred. This is the guy who tells you he'd be in the top everything of everything, the top one of 1%. He was in the top 400, barely hanging on by the tip of his his, uh, his yeah. Sudafed crusted nails uh, be- because he lost it because he's tied up in um, businesses, especially that were affected largely by uh, COVID and his handling of it. <laughs> Hotels and business parks. People started working from home, and, and business travelers didn't go anywhere. So it, nope. they were already losing money in the first place. They already sucked. That's it. It's not like COVID was, ah, that's just bad luck, man. They were already losing money the whole time he was in office. Then COVID happened. He's his own worst enemy, again and again and again. Um, according to NPR's Andrea Bernstein, Trump Tower embodies the contradictions of Donald Trump's businesses post-presidency. There's a cachet oh, to sell... Here. There's a cachet to sell, but a very polarizing brand. Donald Trump did not put his name back on many company documents after his presidency. Weiselberg, who was indicted for 15 felonies, removed his own name from corporate documents. Only Don Jr. and Eric Trump's name remain on the management filings on all these different places. Don's, Don, Donald Trump's on all, uh, he's off of them, mainly because A, they're losers, and he doesn't want, he wants yeah. to distance himself, and B, because it, they're, it, he's it, probably criminal. So he knows what's happening is criminal. So he's going to let Eric and Don Jr. take the rap. You know, thanks, Dad. Trump is being pulled down because he's heavily tied up in businesses such as office rentals and retail, which are struggling post-pandemic. And the forms analyst said the former president would be $4.5 billion. This is the beautiful part. This is I want you to hear this before we go to break. This is beautiful. This is so Trump. This is so Trump. Donald Trump would be $4.5 billion richer today mm-hmm. if he had sold his properties and and separated himself from his businesses like he was supposed to do 
when he became president. If he had followed the law and precedent and he had said, yeah, I got to cash out of my businesses. I got to do it. And I got to trust that on the other side of this, my brand will be worth a lot. So I'll just cash back in. I'll buy you a lot of stuff, you know, and, and I'll buy stuff low. And because my name's awesome. what he was supposed to do, he would have gotten more He would have made $4.5 billion. It's the same thing. The money that his father gave him, the $100 million that his father gave him, that little the, the tiny bit. If he'd invested it in the stock market and just let it sit, he'd have been $9 billion richer than he was in the 90s when he was scrapping cash from his relative, from his sister and his brother's trust funds to pay for yeah. the operating costs at Trump Organization at Trump Tower just to keep the dang lights on. $9 billion. He would have made $9 billion just doing nothing, just snorting Sudafed and Coke or whatever the mixture that he says and, and palling around with playmates and just being a, a like a playboy idiot with a dumb haircut. Dude would have made $9 billion dollars just sitting on it and you go well you'll learn from that lesson right you would learn from that lesson take the advice of everybody else don't think you know everything you could have made nine billion dollars instead of being uh, broke to the point where he's telling his own daughters or walking down the street that passed a homeless person trump said to ivanka at one point according to her that guy has is worth more than i am because he's so in debt that a dude with nothing has more than Trump. He has, so, he has yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars less than nothing. It's amazing. And then he does it again. Four yeah. point, he could have made 4.5. Imagine this. You could make $4.5 billion. I'd in, settle for half of that in cash. In four years, doing nothing by not participating in something. Unreal. Holy smokes. But it's, I mean, that more than anything is classic Trump. For the people that think he's the leader who's like, he warned everybody about China, even though he sucked up to them the whole time he was there. He warned everybody about Mexico, even though he loves the president of Mexico, even though he says the guy is dumping all of his prisoners in the United States, who are presumably all of of his Ted Bundys that he's releasing from jail um, are not hanging around and criming nearby. They're walking to the United States. You know, that's the one rule that they have to follow. Not like they're going to bump into cartoons. Hey, do you need a Ted Bundy type? I just got out of jail. No, you're supposed to go to America. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, and, well, we got to take a break. We're, I'm, I'm over the break. And there's so much to talk about today. It's fascinating. Oh. And don't we have a happy ending? A gross yes. one? Yes, we do. We have a gross happy ending when we're coming back. Slightly gross. And yet inspiring and miraculous and beautiful. Mm. Beyond even the fact that uh, Trump's, you know, the hotel in Washington that Trump uh, touted as having the old post oh, yeah. office. That, uh, yeah. That, that he, where he was, like, Saudis were buying out whole floors just to suck up to him. Nobody in the mm-hmm. rooms. Empty rooms. They were paying top dollar to get in these rooms, and they didn't even sleep there. You didn't even have to clean them afterwards. They're still fine. You didn't have to pay the maid to go fix them. Because they were nobody, nobody stayed in them. Whole floors lost seventy-four million dollars while he was in office. Seventy-four million dollar loss in four years while he was president because he didn't want to disassociate himself from it. I mean, just mwah. if anything describes the art of the deal and the crappy business concepts of Donald Trump and the Trump org, that's it. Lose four point five billion dollars because you for doing something said of nothing and $74 million on a hotel that people were throwing money at you just to be in it and not even stay. Amazing. Amazing. 
It's like a restaurant that doesn't even have to cook meals and people will pay their check and then still go under. The hell? Toilets must really be clogged. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. I am happy, you are happy. Let us be happy together. Whether the weather is cloudy or sunny, I will always be a funny honey bunny. I am lucky, you are lucky. Let us get lucky together. Whether the weather is cloudy or breezy, I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy. Because isn't it nice to have the friends that you do? And isn't it nice that the sky is so blue? And isn't it nice to say I love you? Chugga, chugga, choo, choo, woo. I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together, whether the weather is cloudy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning, I'll be right by your side in the morning, I'll make you breakfast in the morning, I hope that you like cereal. I do. Yay! <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm now craving it for some reason, that song makes me uh, crave cereal. It does, yeah, me too. It's not bad. So, alright, genuine happy ending. Now, I think, per, you know, I had a rule about the happy ending back in the day. That it should be a happy, to be a true happy ending, it has to have no downside. It can't mm. be like Scheidenfreude, where you're making fun of somebody else who, right, you right. know, fell. You know, that's not what a real one would be. And and I and I would argue that what's happening in the G20 qualifies. We mentioned it earlier as a genuine, like geopolitical positive move across the board. Amazing turn. And the fact that Janet Yellen, as our first female Fed chairman, has been the person that coordinates this, makes it a possibility, and that all of the Treasury secretaries of all these countries at the G20 have signed on to it, their leaders themselves will sign on to it as well. Most of them have some version of it. It might mean they raise taxes in their area, but they'll they'll be offsets that can protect them so that it doesn't crash their economy. And since we're coming out of COVID, a lot of these countries are starting from scratch and having to rebuild where they were anyways. They were tied to the Belt mm-hmm. Road Initiative or to the uh, old supply chains and they were stuck through the Suez Canal, didn't have a relationship with sort of the India, uh, um, like Indo-Pacific uh, transit system that they're trying to put together. So they're, you know, we'll just, now that we're, you know, since the store burnt down, if we're going to rebuild it on the insurance... How would we make it better? We'd have uh, you know little kiosks where people can check themselves out instead of just always having to have somebody behind the mm-hmm. counter. We'd have better customer service. We'd have you know better lighting. You know we'd have uh, the shelves wouldn't be that tall, but we'd have more. Maybe do something about that camera that looks at you while you're doing the self checkout. Yes, exactly. Maybe have it look like a like one of those uh, Japanese ro- home robots that smiles at you. Hello. Yeah, and just some kind of filter that when you actually look directly at the camera, it's a little more kind. Oh yeah, the target one, right? Where you look up yeah. and it, yeah, and you look like the world's dumbest criminal because you're <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you stare right in it, like uh, yeah. <laughs> and even though I am intending to pay for everything that you can see on this camera right now, I feel immediately guilty. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, oh, I've, I've been caught bagging my own items. The worst is when the, the worst is when it tells you to put it in the bag. Like, put please take the item and put it in the bag. In the bag. I, I, I did. I did. It, it, was full. it was a full bag, so I had to get another thing. I'm just moving it. I moved it because I had to, I need another bag. And you're looking it's for the basement. referee. Yeah. Right. And they're like, this is all on camera. I hope you know this. I hope you know that we can see you. Um, yes. 
I know. I'm sorry. I wanted the gum is so light that when I put it in the bag, it didn't materially it didn't materially change the weight of the whole thing. If can I just put my foot up on the whole thing and I'll just rest my foot there. Please put the item back in the bagging area. I can't. It won't fit. And then it's if you put your foot up there, it'll ask you for all the different bags of kitty litter that you bought that you did not scan. Oh yeah, right. That's the yeah the the giant things. You're like, oh god. Um. And that's where you have to call somebody over, and they just shake their head because they have to deal with it all the time. Bless their hearts. Yeah. This is supposed to make their life easier, and they actually probably have yeah. the hardest job of yeah. any cashier at the whole place. They run five machines instead of one, right? Yeah. Bless their hearts. So the person, by the way, if you want to say uh, hi and thank you to somebody at a store, it's the person who's monitoring the self checkout things. Bingo. I do it every time. They have they have the worst job. Everybody else gets to have a little chat thing and whatever, and you yeah. know, oh, your card didn't things go through. Go well. uh, the only time they interact with people are when things when are they not go, going they, well. Exactly, they're just a bad. They're yeah, they're yeah. anyway. So dealing with that, um, that this this thing, the G twenty thing, is I think we'll call that the big one. On a smaller level, there was a discovery this week at the San Diego Zoo. Is it gross? It's a little gross, but kind of amazing, but also makes sense. Turns out, California condors, which we know are, are have been near extinction, they've been fighting extinction, trying to mm. keep them around for a while, can reproduce without having sex. Oh, my. Cal- yeah. That's, uh, uh, um, a, a scientific team led by San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance announced Thursday that California condors can reproduce without having sex. Researchers made the finding after genetic tests showed that two condors born in captivity didn't have fathers. Yes, they didn't have fathers. Well, they were fathers. They basically did their own thing. There was no... They're both. Whatever the... Wow. Yeah, at the same time. Uh, um, and that's not a misspelling of feathers. Huh? This phenomenon known as uh, parthenogenesis has been seen in certain insects, fish, and reptiles. There's been a few cases among birds, but no one knew until mm. now that female California condors could have offspring with nobody. So... And granted, those of you that have seen a condor, a beautiful bird, yeah, beautiful from the neck down. <laughs> I don't know what their faces look like. Condors are the butter faces of... It's, you're not going to like it. Don't do it. Do not do it. You will ruin the happy ending by Googling condor face. It's a... Yeah. Because condors... Whoa. Yeah. Condors... Hell. Yeah. You asked for it. I told you. Condors literally evolved to stick their head in a corpse. So they eat their vultures. You know, they basically. So they they eat off of, you know, there's no reason to have feathers on your head if they're just going to get scraped off by the 